Welcome to Cancelled. Uh, taking a little break from vinyl this week. Uh, my, apologi- my apologies, but uh, Lisa Friedrich is in Sturgis, North Dakota, for the motorcycle rally, doing air sex, which is a fucking stupid sentence, if I've ever heard one. Uh, <laughs> so, no, talk. The sentences you think you're never going to say <laughs> until you start doing comedy, yeah, it's just yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. You just said Lisa is in... At a motorcycle rally doing a show called Air Sex. Yeah, so that's yeah. the fucking nutso thing I've ever heard. Uh, uh, so we're taking a break. We'll go back to vinyl when she gets back next week. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to do a pilot episode. These are usually pretty fun. And this week, we got a couple of doozies. Uh, and by that, I don't mean my co-host, but comedy. <laughs> but I got a couple of good... <laughs> Fuck it, let's do it. Aaron Brooks and Pat Dieter here. How you guys oh, doing? Oh man, I'm, we're just doozying it up over here. <laughs> a couple of a... doozies, just a couple of doozies. <laughs> also, we are a fucking unattractive group of oh, people. Yeah. This yeah. is. I, I love that you go from Lisa to me and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the this is the least fuckable room in America. Yeah, it might be. And somewhere Donald Trump is sitting in a room. Yeah, but chances are like. That hot wife of his is next to him or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bounces it out. It's, we it's also, just three fucking dumpy losers. There's also a poster of Stephen Wright on the wall, which doesn't help anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the, the dead illustrated eyes of Stephen Wright yeah, yeah, judging we are, us. We are in the Cassidy Comedy Room once again. Um, where where to start? We decide, I decided to do, since we're doing a very recent, for the first time, modern canceled show with vinyl, I decided to go completely opposite and do maybe our oldest ones to date, 1973 and 77, respectively. Yeah. Um, Solid years for cinema. Oh, boy! Here's the thing. So they say TV movies, but they were intended as pilots. And you can see that when you watch them. Yeah. Uh, These were clearly going to be launching points for... A series. There's even if you go on YouTube for like that. Uh, by the way, so the ones we're doing are Poor Devil, starring Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> and The City, starring uh, Robert Forrester and Don Johnson, and a very young, Mark very Hamill. crazy Mark Hamill. Yeah. Um, that was so odd. Okay, let's just go in with that one. Let's yeah. start. Let's start with yeah. The City. Uh, okay, now we, <laughs> we need to assess one thing here, and before I just want to, without spoiling anything mm-hmm. between the three of us, there's a fairly insane reveal late in the show let's wait don't mention it let's just we'll get to it yeah Uh, i don't want to spoil it uh but you could if you watch it you can kind of well here's what okay i half of it you can totally get yeah and we'll talk about that part as we get but like the big like the We'll get like yeah. let's not bring that up until the end. Everyone's uh, gay. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> they're all. It's, <laughs> Last ten minutes, they're all just fucking each other. It's, it's very strange. Uh, that's San Francisco. It's the wrong. That's the other pilot. I apologize. Um, yeah, I get confused. So the city, 1977. Uh, we've got a, a young Don Johnson, a young Mark Hamill, even a young. I mean, young for Young-ish. like comparative, <laughs> comparatively Robert Forrester, in a very straightforward. Cop fucking like detective story. Yeah. There's no twist on it. There's no ironic anything. It's just no. it's, it's not. It's it's a cop show meets this. It's just a cop show. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I wrote down when I was started to watch this. I saw who was in the movie. I saw the cast, and I was like, "This cast looks pretty solid. This action would be kind of good." And I was like, "Wait, but if it's good, why are we going to be making fun of it yeah. on the spot?" I'm like, "Oh no, fuck! Supposed to have a pleasant afternoon at home. Nope. No, no, you're not there." 
it opens with a voiceover that makes no sense. No sense. It lit- like no sense in comparison to the rest of the the show. It makes sense in and of itself. It just right. doesn't fit. Because it literally is a voiceover explaining the history of cities. Yeah, it's just about- the name of the show is the city, but it's nothing else to do <laughs> like, in any. The city does not factor into this show at all. They also like explain like the history of the automobile. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, it's I even- really was thinking they was going to tie that into something. Nope. Like, the, no. They're like there. There hasn't been a major city founded. Since the invention of the automobile, which was what, like the 1880s? Right. And, like, pretty sure there's been, like, a major city. Yeah, I can only assume. And also, again, does not factor into the <laughs> no, story no. in the slightest. Yeah. No. And the city could be any city in the world, doesn't matter. And, yeah, they drive sometimes. Yeah. It would, that's it. <laughs> it would be like if at the beginning of this thing they did a brief recap of the history of baseball, and then it just started. You'd be like, well, the baseball doesn't factor in. Wait, why did they do that? They could have said anything. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, in the, in the because at one scene. point they listened to the baseball game on the radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, okay, there's just a guy, like, tossing a ball into a glove in an open parking lot. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. Baseball, America's pastime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say that it opens like it doesn't fuck around as far as getting to it. That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. The sh- like immediately we meet Mark Hamill, who's crazy right away. Yeah, there's no like, oh, I wonder who this guy is. What's his story? He's just like creepily staring at some guy <laughs> filling his car with gas. Yeah, I like it. This is really saying the guy shows up and Mark Hamill's like a gas station attendant, and he's like. Hey, come fill up my gas tank, and he just doesn't. He goes, "What is this self service? Like well, so pissed." And the guy is like in like a three piece suit, driving a yellow Porsche, <laughs> and Mark Hamill is just standing in a garage, and like you don't like this. Like if if I were that guy pulling in, like Mark Hamill isn't wearing nothing that leads you to believe he works. There. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's in a flannel jeans. shirt, yeah. jeans. Like he doesn't he, have a name tag or nothing. <laughs> like this guy who's getting gas <laughs> is just the most arrogant prick. Who's like, I'm more important than everybody. Fill up my gas tank, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't just, say it. I mean, I guess in the seventies we're all full service or whatever. Yeah, but like, yeah. There is nothing that shows that that guy like anybody should be pumping your gas, and he's real mad when he doesn't. And then out of fucking nowhere. Mark Hamill just goes crazy. Yeah, he, he walks up to this car and like is looking at it like it's a sexual object. Mm. He's really studying it and touching it. And the guy's just like, "What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, what, you have any oil?" Yeah. <laughs> and then, like he's about to fuck your car. And yeah, then, and, and then you offer him lube. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just loses his shit. Yeah, he loses, he smashes, starts smashing the windshield. He has, he has this giant wrench, and he's like smashing the lights and the windshield, he's like dragging it through the paint job. The guy freaks out. He smashes him in the head. Yeah, yeah. runs off. Uh, meanwhile, right before the credits are kind of rolling through the beginning of this, and uh, it says that Jimmy Dean is in it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh fuck, the sausage, <laughs> the sausage guy. guy. <laughs> and then, yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, it turns out that Jimmy Dean was a like. Or like '60s, '70s country singer, TV personality that's guy, him? and that's him. And he also founded the Sausage Company. Oh my God. So I, I like, I was like, come on, there's no way Jimmy D is not associated. So it's I the same dude. It. Yeah, that guy is sausage magnate Jimmy oh, Dean. Man, he made a he made a wise move. Yeah, yeah, get out of <laughs> get out of acting and yeah. on his way in the sausage. Is there anything this guy can't do? You oh know? my God, crazy. Uh-huh. I I did like our introduction to our main detective. 
Robert Forrester mm-hmm. and his partner as they are I don't know what drunk maybe dying of black lung yeah yeah like. they're both wearing tuxedos but the bow ties are untied they've come from some du- like overnight duty of yeah. some kind but they're both like the guy said it was a garden party yeah, yeah. like that's the last garden party in my head I'm like yeah, but is that 70s slang I don't know what that is what, is what is does a swinger it? thing like what is I mean it? he's dressed for like a I guess in like a formal party, he's yeah. in a tuxedo. They're both in tuxedos, yeah. uh, but he's also like <laughs> they are. They are in tuxedos. I never even in, put that together. They're, they're both fucking... in tuxedos. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's sneezing real bad. Like the, his partner has a cold that he can't get over, and like he doesn't want to work. But they pick up the call to go investigate Mark Hamill. Uh, I will say, good performances. Mark yeah. Hamill is genuinely creepy as a crazy kid. He, yeah. You know, watching Mark Hamill run throughout the majority of this film... He does a lot of it, running. It looks like exactly the way you would think a guy who has voiced a million cartoon characters would run. <laughs> <laughs> Not well. It's like, a, it's like a calf that just got born, just trying to move. Can't do it. Steve Prefontaine, he is not. I will say that it sucks that typecasting is such a thing, because you're right, he, he isn't a bad actor in this movie. Movie, but the whole time I was like, "You're fucking but, Luke Skywalker." At the same the whole time, time, he's not like a—he's not a good actor you either. Know I mean, like he was very wooden, and I get to, like that's—he's like a creepy ass character. But man. there's moments that I really enjoy, and then there's also moments in this where I can't tell if they're legitimately trying to be funny or if I'm just <laughs> laughing at the terribleness. There's—he shows up in the park. And these kids are like throwing rocks at the ducks. Yeah, and he's yeah, he, he just starts. He's like, and like he starts defending the ducks. Hey, those kid, those ducks didn't hurt you, did they? And he gets like, ah, we're not scared of you. And he's like, oh, you don't have no reason to be scared of me, but you shouldn't be scared of those ducks either. And like they couldn't hurt, they they didn't hurt you. And they're like, how could they? They're ducks. And then he just stares off into space and is like, oh, I bet a duck could hurt you real bad if you got his neck twisted. And he just goes off in this fucking monologue about duck violence. He used to uh, raise ducks. He's a race ducks, and I bet they'll take a finger off if you fucking piss them off or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, we see the kids have left. Yeah. Immediately. The, Immediately. Second he's the, the first sentence about ducks, the kids are out. And then he's just staring off into space. And then when he comes to, he looks back, and the kids are gone. And it's a very deliberate beat of like, huh, what? Oh. Oh, they left? Like, there's this moment of like, <laughs> that I burst out laughing. Yeah. And I can't tell if that was an intentional humorous moment. Or if they were just like, it's tough. I don't know, this seems weird, let's just do this. It's tough to tell in those older movies. I yeah. think in like modern movies, you can kind of, for some reason, you can just tell like, oh, that's supposed to be an ironically funny thing yeah. or whatever. But like, yeah. there's, I think because movies back then are more slow paced, that like, it's kind of hard to tell, like, is and this... also I think we are just accustomed to our, to what humor is now and maybe not so much what it was then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very much so. But there's a, just a bunch of those moments where it's like, you're going for a laugh at this... Like, it doesn't make sense that this is where you want to go for the laugh. Uh, also, I don't need to know that you raise ducks at all. That is unimportant to the plot in any way. It doesn't inform your character in the slightest. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a little bit, I guess, that like he defends animals, but he's... He murders like three people yeah, in yeah. the first like fifteen minutes. So I don't. It's understand. just like thickening the backstory that he's a country boy. You know. Oh, he's a country boy, he's and you know who else boy. is a country boy? Don Johnson. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, oh. s- such a weird relationship between him and Robert Forrester. Yeah, it's this is how you can tell, like you said earlier, that this is meant to be a pilot. Is that it's like, you know, 
he's a cop from this side, yeah. but he's a cop from this side. <laughs> yeah. They do things together, but different ways. <laughs> Can they get along? Yes, immediately. Oh, all right. No <laughs> tension. There's no bickering, really. Like, at the beginning, there's a little bit of, like, you're kind of rich. Yeah. Well, maybe. Okay, <laughs> let's be friends. Just immediately. I, no that friends. whole shit about you're a gots. Robert Forster tells him he's a gots. Yeah. And I've been watching The Sopranos a bunch lately, so I thought he said stugats, which is a thing they say all the time, which means like nothing. Like, oh, what do I got, stugats? Oh shit. Uh, and I was like, well, that's a like an interesting <laughs> little part of like mafia. Maybe this guy's backstory is like Italian or whatever. No, no, I just no. heard him wrong. <laughs> he just made up a term. He meant halves. You meant haves and have-nots, yeah, but gots. you went with gots, and it's real weird. And then we find out, and this is the one like play they try to do, where it's like, he's a country boy, but he's got money. Yeah. This guy's a city guy, but he was broke. Yeah. Uh, part of the way through, we find out that he used to be a crook. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. And then he goes like, well, you know, he goes like, I turned around, I got pinched by a cop. A good cop. Yeah. <laughs> also, real quick, in that same scene, I don't know why this was the weirdest moment of this movie to me is that they're like kind of talking and they're kind of getting to know each other's backstory a little bit better and then he just goes like because I guess the guy had been up all night he just goes there's a razor in the glove compartment and then I'm like what the fuck is this what is about to happen and he pulls out an electric razor and yeah. just starts shaving yeah. in the middle of the other guy's car like that's so disrespectful it's like, so disrespectful <laughs> this ain't an old this isn't like a new Norelco that catches the hair at all this is some old ass fucking dog trimmers yeah. that's just buzzing hair and you're already clean shaven kinda like what are you doing I mean like Pat Pat you and I are like pretty good friends. Yeah, but I would never like suggest you use an electric razor. Do you have? Any- I would never. Yeah, I, yeah. First off, we're not sharing razors. No, no. stop. And secondly, we're, well, I'll go two and then three. Two. I'm not going to go. Hey, man, you should probably clean up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck world is this? We're men. <laughs> a woman will tell you, or you'll figure it out. That's no one else is telling you to clean. Respect up. the badge. You better shave that hair. <laughs> oh, then there's the scene where they're they're getting called. Uh, they get a call and Robert For- Forster is like, "Yeah, just go, just go." And then Don Johnson's like, "You need to call that in." And he's like, "You don't play that way." He's like, he's "Yeah, like, yeah, come on, man." Robert he's Forster's like, like right. skirting the rules, yeah. but by using magnums, yeah, I didn't yeah. understand so, that. Okay, so apparently there's a like there's bullets and then there's fucking badass bullets. <laughs> okay, uh, what I don't understand is same gun. Yeah, right. Yeah, the same so, gun. isn't the bullet like at some? And I'm not a gun dude, so no. correct me. You can tweet at me if I'm an asshole. Yeah. But like, the bullet's the bullet. I mean, there's how like, much more can you? How much bet? Like, there's hollow points or whatever. Yeah. But like, how much more badass can one bullet? And the the judge is the the at one point the the like head cop the the lieutenant or whatever tells him like no more of those ca- any more cannon fires and you're fucking busted you're gone yeah he doesn't he's like you're not suspended you're busted or whatever the yeah. fuck he says but like whatever shouldn't you be mad it's like much in the way the, the cops now he's not mad that he was just shooting at a guy yeah. <laughs> not under arrest at all but he was just mad that he used the wrong bullets there's there's also like 
There's also it was like so the, weird. Like the one, like one of the first big action sequences mm. when they're that chase sequence. They're chasing him through the through the market. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, they like run over a table of cantaloupes and shit. Yeah, yeah, and, a lot of that. There's a lot of like <laughs> pulling a garbage can down yeah, behind exactly. you yeah. and somebody yeah. hurtling a foot. You know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. This will slow him down for a half a second. <laughs> right. But there's there's a, there's a part in that once the chasing is concluded and they're looking for Mark Hamill. Uh, the cop is like, like having like a, a, a standoff with a very young black girl, right? Like, uh, and like, she's not giving him up. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. She's like, "Fuck you!" And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's standing two feet away in pretty much broad daylight right. in like a, a dark corner, yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. just not giving him up. You're talking about the the um, Robert Forrest's partner. I, I don't know if he was looking for him at that point because I don't know if like he had been shot. Can we also address? It's really hard to tell the two of them apart. It's oh yeah, so, I mean, they look almost yeah. identical. They're just two kind of swarthy white guys <laughs> yeah. in matching tuxedos. <laughs> it's kind of why hard are they to wearing tell. tuxedos? <laughs> God, I didn't even think well, about it's that. Some sort of fucking cocktail garden party thing. Like, but it was also okay. We're going. I know we we had talked about this already, but let's go back to it. Yeah, it's some sort of duty because they like they've been on shift all night. And, like, that was why they were up, and then that's why he didn't want to take the call, because they've been working all night. Like, are they undercover but or something? Or? I don't know if they were, like, some sort of, like, security detail. It's such an unnecessary plot Unnecessary plot point, plot point <laughs> that literally they could have just been dressed like cops and been like, man, that was a long shift. Yeah. And been fine. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, they're wearing matching tuxedos. I think just to make it harder to tell them apart. Maybe. I really yeah. can't figure out another reason for it. Uh, to maybe make a state that Robert Forrester got shot. Yeah. Because, uh, shockingly enough, uh, his partner gets shot, and now he has to work with Don Johnson, the gots from Texas. The, the weird thing about, okay, so when his partner initially gets uh, gets killed, right? There's this weird scene where, like, they walk past... probably address that, though. Okay, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Mark Hamill shoots... We stabs him, I think. Oh, he stabs him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's got that knife that he's been Mm -hmm. fucking around with the whole time. Yeah, he stabs... uh, uh, What's his name? Bert. It's definitely A cop named Bert. Okay, we'll call... This is not a spoiler because it's irrelevant. At one point, they go to the hospital... to check on the guy who got hit with the wrench, he dies. Yeah, I think almost while they're there, he dies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which is oh, that's coincidence. And uh, the doctor says to Don Johnson, "Oh, I remember you. You're the guy that brought that pregnant lady in last week." And he's like, "Yeah, that was me." And at the end of the episode, <laughs> the very last thing that happens is Don Johnson meets some girl, and he's like. She's like, don't you remember me? You brought me here last week. My baby was the one who couldn't wait till we got upstairs. And he had no fucking idea. No clue. No didn't idea. recognize her at all. Didn't <laughs> recognize her one bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. right. Yeah, sure. Uh, here, by the way, I don't remember you at all. Name your kid Bert. And, yeah. she, and she's like, Bert. Ah, I like it. It's a great name. Nobody no, likes not. that name. That's a Bad terrible name. name. Also, one puppet and that's it. <laughs> A puppet and Burt Bacharach and uh, maybe, oh Burt Reynolds I guess but still yeah but, still, it, but I, mean, I guess 1977 maybe I mean, that was the thing maybe that was the era the era yeah. of Burt maybe that, that was, was the Burt era <laughs> that was 77's Bella yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, also yeah. let's go back to that doctor real quick there's, sure. there's two points I want to make about him the one uh, who thing was a bad guy in Robocop by the way I don't know oh was he really he was, was he was oh, oh. a fucking like gang member well he's like it's funny and I know that like this probably isn't really his fault because like he was given these two cases but like. Both people that Doctor sees die immediately. Like, he's just an <laughs> awful surgeon. And, like, maybe that's not his fault, because, like, you never know. But it just seems like the two times we see this surgeon, 
They're both dead. And also, why is that woman still at the hospital yeah, yeah. a whole week after <laughs> giving birth? Oh, after, yeah, 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 for like, sure. I've just been hanging out waiting for you. Like, why is she still there? Uh, also, when, when to, more to your point, Pat, when, because uh, that guy literally dies while they're in the hospital. Yeah. The doctor. Immediately. And, uh, the doctor like like looks over to it's so ridiculous. So they're like outside. They're like in like at the like the doctor's desk, like that like where you'd have like a communal yeah. station in the hospital. And to the right, with the door open, is the room where the guy who got hit with <laughs> wrenches and his wife or whatever, uh, who's like crying over his bed. And then they're talking, and then that dude fucking dies <laughs> and like the camera like looks over to see the wife crying and then the doc comes back to the doctor who's just like fuck what's another one like yeah, what's gonna gonna the fucking station he's doesn't just... go in to make sure the dude's dead maybe a wire got unplugged or something <laughs> nope doesn't check at all it's just like fuck and then uh uh robert force was like it's not your fault man he was dead as soon as that wrench hit him i'm like yeah i don't know if that's true <laughs> yeah, how do you this know guy that? seems to be very fucking <laughs> yeah. inattentive to his patients also they, they they're weirdly shitty towards this doctor because like he says something and then about somebody and then in response uh, robert force just goes they don't all get to go to med school. Yeah, it's like, yeah. wait, why are you being shitty <laughs> to the to the doc, the guy who's a doctor? Like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. sorry, we were not all doctors. They like, are uh, the doctor's terrible. They're pretty terrible cops. Oh yeah, they're not the, good. The entire yeah. time they are, they never get one step ahead of this guy. No. They are just always showing up right as he's about to leave or has just left. So the whole time they like they go to his house to search. Uh, like to search his house, which by the way, no warrant, no warrant, no warrant at all. They just, just go inside and start show. picking through his fucking. Doors. Oh yeah, this is the seventies. This is yeah. the swinging seventies. Oh Don, yeah, Don yeah, Johnson yeah. Finds this record, and he, he he's there's no accent really. Like yeah, it's just Don Johnson yeah, yeah. in a three piece suit, and like he looks like Don Johnson. And oh yeah, this is this is my music. It's all country yeah, yeah, yeah. music. Country yeah. music that he loves. Uh, we find out that the guy Mark Hamill's from Texas because they find like a envelope to a letter, whatever they assume he's from Texas. Uh, all that's going to factor in into what may be my favorite motive for a crime in the history of television. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. So they they go from there to like uh, I don't even like they just wait for him to show up. Like no, that's not even true. <laughs> He, so Mark Hamill takes a fucking. Uh, we now see Mark Hamill. He's r- on the run. He gets on a uh, on like a Holly like tours of the stars yeah. homes. <laughs> oh God! Months. Yeah. Uh, at which point he goes past this country singer. Well, West he didn't Collins. have enough money. Remember? Yeah, he had like four dollars and seventy nine cents. It was just shy of the, what it was supposed to be. That was a very then, odd moment too. The guy's like, "Yeah, it's enough. Ha, you just look with one eye, all right, buddy? Like, yeah, yeah, sure thing. I just totally the man. unnecessary for no reason. Yeah, just have him have five dollars. Just added nothing <laughs> to this story at all. Also, don't even have that scene just have him getting <laughs> on the bus yeah yeah yeah, yeah this yeah. movie just wants you to see how commerce works i don't know like <laughs> very strange uh but he takes the bus out past this country singer west collins house played by sausage magnet <laughs> i can't and, believe that's him i uh it's great um we get a little flash into jimmy dean's life where he's like money's not doing so great right now he's got to write some more hits or they're gonna have to sell the ranch and the house yeah. and the wife's like i don't care i'll be happy to just live with you or whatever and he's like well i care blah, blah, blah. uh then he leaves gets on the bus and then immediately he's like i gotta get off this bus uh so he tries to stab the bus driver or whatever yeah. and, the bus driver, and then here's why i don't understand and this is why anybody with a tiniest amount of power turns into a cock immediately like he, mark hamill's like hey man i gotta get off this bus 
And uh, the bus driver's like, sorry, man, we gotta, you gotta wait till you get back to the station. And Mark Hamill's like, I gotta get off this bus! Like, freaks out. If I'm that bus driver, I'm like, alright, peace, dude. Yeah, yeah, get out yeah, of here. Kick man. rocks. Like, yeah, couldn't, yeah, care, couldn't care less if you're on this bus. <laughs> that guy takes a principled stand. <laughs> no, you sit down before I gotta... And then Mark Hamill, like, attacks him, jumps off the bus, at which point... He stands up to, like, go confront Mark Hamill for getting off the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark Hamill pulls the knife, and he's like, now move this fucking bus. And the guy's like, ah. Uh, Very odd, yeah. Just go, go. Just go. Just, there's, literally, you're only causing problems right he's now. He's dressed like the Maytag repairman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does have, like, a classic Honeymooners bus driver yeah. fucking uniform on. I'll uh, take you to the moon, Mark Hamill. <laughs> and here's my point about them being terrible cops. They just drive past him on the street. Yeah, yeah. so many <laughs> times. That's it. They literally see him and are like, oh, ain't that him in the fucking plaid shirt? <laughs> and then he takes off and that's how they start chasing and they talk him, about him. Like, they talk about him running like a jackrabbit. It's a lot. But here's the thing. It's not like they go, oh, this guy runs like a jackrabbit for a little bit of like no. local color to Don Johnson's voice. <laughs> no. They like they talk about he how he personifies a jackrabbit. Yeah. Very odd. And as such, since he runs like a jackrabbit, he probably thinks like a jackrabbit. Yeah. And jackrabbits get cornered and they do this. And it's like, what? I don't even... They, I, mean, they, I have no idea what you're talking they about. They allude a lot to the fact that this guy was taught to hunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, they, I'm pretty sure he was taught to fucking raise ducks. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they learn one detail about this guy and read into it's it so <laughs> intensely. We're just like, oh yeah, he grew up in Texas. He probably knew how to hunt. Well, that means he knows how to think like <laughs> a hunter yeah, yeah. and like a jackrabbit <laughs> and like a duck for some reason. You're like, hey, why, hey, how do you know this, Don Johnson? Uh... There's a point after Bert gets killed where uh, Robert Forrester's back in the police station and the lieutenant's like, well, you better go take a couple days off or whatever. I can't have you out on the street in this location. But I just like that Robert Forrester at the time is like putting on the world's most old-timey knee brace. Yeah. And I'm like, you really? I feel like that wasn't even the character's knee brace. I'm pretty sure that was just Robert Forrester's knee brace. <laughs> he just needed, he it. needed it. Because it doesn't add, it's not a thing of like, it doesn't come up in the fact that he still runs a bunch. His, him having a bum knee doesn't factor well, in. Well, I think they, at one point they're Don Johnson's like, what's wrong with your knee? Oh, I and missed that entirely. He, he talks about, I think it's like, he has a trick knee, and had he not had a trick knee, he would have been able to stop Bird from getting oh, killed. Oh, yeah. fuck yourself. But it was like, they, they, they reference it a couple times later on about him running. It's like, no, that's not gonna... Well, he goes, he goes... Hey, that's some limp you got there. But he's walking totally normally at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so you could tell Robert Forrester was like, fuck this. I'm not going to pretend to limp right. for your yeah, shitty yeah, script. Yeah, I'm just going to walk. I'm going to look weak. I'm just going to walk you. But what's so weird is that so after his, his effort, Bert gets uh, uh, knifed and dies. Yeah. They walk back past the crime scene. It's not taped off. No. They leave the gun there. Yeah. The bloods, they don't pick oh, the gun up. The like, cri- crime scenes are very fucking uh, <laughs> hit or miss in this show. The initial scene where they come where the guy got hit with a wrench, I love this very much. So they show up and that dude's just fucking on the ground. Yeah. Got hit with a wrench. Uh, there's like people around. The paramedics have shown up. Robert Forrester runs up, pushes a paramedic aside. And he's like, Hey, get this guy out of here. He needs help. I'm like, that, they were helping him. They were in the process of helping him before you pushed them away to yell at them. And, after, and I don't think the cops get say over the paramedics. No. After Bert gets killed, they show like this open air market with people walking around, and there's still just a pool of blood. Yeah. It's just there. They don't want, they're like, oh, fuck. We never took care of that. <laughs> Jesus. Just cops' um, blood on the ground. So Mark Hamill goes to, uh, he fi- he goes to West Collins, the country. Singer's house, uh, like 
doesn't do anything to the wife and kid, but just no. steals the car from them. Effortlessly right? breaks in. Yeah, he just walks in. There's kills no, like, the kills the guard dog. Yeah, right. no, doesn't get hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's a dog, but he manages to kill it. <laughs> and then, but the mom is like the mom like freaks out and goes and runs and like sits on the stairwell with the kid and right. is like. Are you okay? Are you yeah. okay? It's like this is your dog was just murdered. And also, yeah. let me add this daylight. to the fact: she, if you watch the way she runs, she runs from the outside into this door to the stairs, and then she's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And then turns around to see Mark Hamill, who would have been standing in the way she ran into the room, yeah. Yeah. like she would <laughs> have to hide over him. No, it's just a giant open space. <laughs> He's just there. Um, she steals the car. He steals Wes Collins' car to use it to get onto the lot where he's recording his album. It's like, hey, I'm supposed to drop off Wes's car. You're supposed yeah. to tell me where he is. Security pre-9-11 is fucking well, lackluster. Also, yeah. Because that guy was just like, oh, just leave me the keys. I'll park. And he's like, oh, no, I'm supposed to bring it to him. You're supposed to tell me where he is. He goes, oh, he's in Studio A. Go on. I mean, yeah. No ID. He's like, I can't even. I can't bring a friend to fucking at midnight when I came there <laughs> without giving him his name two days in advance. <laughs> He doesn't ask what the guy's name is, I don't Nothing. think. He also, Nothing. like, he drives, like, this station wagon up, and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to park this next to the, like, the Porsche. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? It doesn't make, yeah, no, for yeah. sure. The only <laughs> thing I think is, like, we're supposed to believe that the guard is going to recognize Wes Collins' car, I yeah. guess. Right. Uh, but he uses it to get out of the lot to try to kill Wes Collins, and he shows him this letter. Now, this whole time he's been looking at this letter a bunch, and we're, I think anybody who's watched the procedural has been like, oh, that's his dad. Yeah. It's going to turn out that he's his dad and blah, blah, blah. What I did not see coming, and let's just fucking get to it because <laughs> it is my favorite motive for a crime <laughs> in the history of the world. Very strange. Uh, Mark Hamill is Wes Collins' son, although Wes Collins still doesn't. He doesn't accept that. Yeah. He says they weren't ever able to prove it yeah. in court. But like it's the seventies and they have DNA. I don't yeah. even know how you proved paternity back then. Did, did, uh, you, did you bang this woman? Yeah, yeah. Rado? Nope. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, reasonable doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's like, it was never able to prove it. But what is? But is, I can't even get it out. So Wes Collins is Mark Hamill's dad. And when Mark Hamill was six months old, as a baby, a six-month-old baby, Jimmy Dean, country music legend and sausage king, punched that baby in the face. (laughs) That's not an exaggeration. I'm not being silly. We are told uh, in sto- uh, they they look into Jimmy Dean's background. They find this arrest. He went to jail for and like he as a story he told us he got in a fight with some trucker or whatever the barroom brawl. Barroom brawl. <laughs> but it turns out that he punched out a six year a six month old child. That's only one thing you can do, which means you punch the baby in the face. Yeah. Uh, I like if you look, I've been making notes and then suddenly it's just like all caps what ha 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 exclamation point question mark. He punched a baby in the face. And I think the way they say it is how you just said it. I think they said they, they, punched, they phrase punched it. punched out a six-month-old. Yeah, month they old phrase it as, it. yeah, but instead it was ballroom brawl. He punched out a six-month-old. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He punched the baby in the face. Punched a baby. And now here's my favorite part punched of all this. Yeah, punched the baby in the face. Now, because if you punch somebody out, that means you hit them in the face, they went unconscious. That's what that term means. So he baby, punched the baby. The baby's got a weak punch. Yeah, baby's got a weak No wonder didn't recognize it as his own. Job, baby. Uh, but here's my favorite part of this. So they go and confront him about this, that you're his dad and the whole story. Uh, and he's like, you don't think I thought, it's like, why did you do it? He's like, you don't think I thought about that every day while I was inside? 
you know, I just think it was, I was mad at the world, and I was mad at my wife and myself. And that baby was just so, so loud. I just, I wanted that baby to shut up. <laughs> so your, so your motive for punching a baby in the face was you wanted it to shut up. I just love peace I just, and quiet. Yeah, I just wanted the, I just wanted that baby to shut up. And then he's like, but then I realized that wasn't it. I just, I wanted him to leave. You want the baby to you leave. You want the baby to leave. Well, here's the thing: babies can't leave. Yeah. Even if you punch it. In the face, it's gonna come to, and then still not be able to leave. It's a baby. Like, it's you... gonna be more upset, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna make way more noise when it comes to, for sure. It's not it gonna come... learn object lessons. Like yeah, that. it's not gonna wake up and be like, you know what? I was in the wrong there. I was being real loud. You're trying to write your country music songs. No, it's gonna wake up and be like, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah while while I was out, I learned how to run. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I will almost say at this point. You can turn this fucking thing off. It don't matter. Uh, literally, they don't do anything to stop. They chase him a bunch more times. He try. Uh, Mar- uh, Robert Forster's legit just trying to murder Mark Hamill. Yeah. And Don Johnson's oh, yeah. like, hey, you can't just do that. Don Johnson's like the voice of reason where he's like, yeah, this kid was punched in the face as a baby. It's, he never had a home. He was in and out of systems. Yeah, he's probably not the most stable, but what are you going to do? He's a victim of yeah. baby abuse. <laughs> uh, and Robert Forster's like, no, fuck that. Burt, bitch. Burt, yeah. Trying to shoot him the whole time, they, and then uh, Jimmy Dean like goes to find him in the woods because Jimmy Dean's a hunter he's too. He's a hunter too, yep. and he but knows how he thinks. He's getting tracked by a police helicopter in a field. That what are they growing in there? It's just like a. It's like he's at, They're on his. They're like off his ranch because he has yeah. his ranch. And by the way. That ranch, why is there just, like, an old-timey hick with a fucking gun on the front porch? Like, yeah. I know he's, like, supposed to be guarding the, yeah. like, family or whatever. Yeah. But he's, like, a 75-year-old man <laughs> with, like, a deer rifle. Yeah, it's like a musket from, like, the Civil War. <laughs> Hasn't been shot in decades. But that's that's the part where Don Johnson's talking about how he, he was uh, bred to hunt, and he raised jackrabbits, and he uh, has his... His back is to the shadows. So Mark Hamill is like his running in and out, in and out of plants, yeah, like yeah. tall, pl- yeah, like sliding yeah. into plants, <laughs> while a police helicopter is circling and can't yeah, fucking find, find him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then <laughs> Jimmy he's just got just... a fucking hat with a bush tape yeah. at the top of it, piano Jimmy... keys tinkling as he runs down. <laughs> Jimmy Dean just steps out of the foliage and yeah, he's like, yeah. "Hey, like, he just... <laughs> yeah, where did he come from? He just he, he was hunting. also part jackrabbit. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, don't fair understand. Fair enough. Uh, and and they're like, and Robert Forrester's going to kill him. And Jimmy Teen's like, don't. And go, oh, you didn't say, I thought you said it wasn't your son. He's like, yeah, but it could be. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. And then that's that's it. That's like, they up. did zero police work. The only police work they did is break into his house <laughs> and then try to murder him, which are two very police things to do uh, in the 70s or 2016. Uh and then, yeah, that's it. They go to the hospital. They meet that baby's mom. <laughs> that he's um, forgotten already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, th- this takes place all in the span of one day. Like, yeah. maybe a day and a half. He, he's tired, but they never he never goes to bed. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I don't know if I... Here's what I will say. Get high, like, real high, like, dumb... Like, smoke too much weed. Yeah. Like, to where you're uncomfortable. Like, morally wrong. That's Ohio. <laughs> well, no, just, like, to the point where it's uncomfortable a little bit, where you're a little nervous, your heart's beating a little too fast. Wait five minutes and then watch this show, uh, and you'll have fun. I laughed real hard. Yeah. And uh, a baby gets punched in the face, so I don't understand what's not to like. Uh, you got a lot. You got, you got babies being punched. We got Don Johnson. Yeah. What yeah. else do you need? What else do you need in the light? Uh, and also... 
if I had watched that as a pilot, I would never watch another episode of that show. Well, yeah. actually, that's not true. I would watch. I would go. Well, if they punch the baby in the pilot, the next episode is probably <laughs> where are you going to go? Gonna go so so. They're going to punt this baby. They're going to They're going to go arrest Ray Guy. Look <laughs> <laughs> at the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which brings us. So yeah, I'd say watch it. I guess with friends probably be yeah. fun to sit down and make fun of. Mm-hmm. Get stoned. Um, on the other hand, I will flat out 100% endorse Poor Devil as a show people should see. Jesus yeah. Christ. No pun intended. Yeah. I, I, I started watching it, and I'm like, oh, this this looks like it's going to be campy and terrible. And it's, it's I mean, it's definitely campy. It's, yeah, it's campy for sure. But by the end of it, I was like, you know what? This is all right. Yeah, I would watch that this show. Okay. The, oh. the opening of that is like... They're in hell, yeah. and I, I don't know what's going on. And then there's like this well, weird. Let's address the fact yeah. that hell kind of looks like the set of Star Trek, yeah. <laughs> like in that in the sense that like there there's like a, a a girl in like what looks like a short red Star Trek uniform, yeah. Yeah. kind of a skirt thing. She's like a receptionist. There's desks and whatever. It, it, hell looks like I don't even know how to describe it. Like a seventies. Piano bar yeah. that has fake fire. In yeah, the and, the ba- and like the ground floor of like a nice hotel. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah, look yeah, that yeah, bad. Yeah. It doesn't at all. No, hell's fine. Mm. Like if you end up in hell, it's all right. Like yeah. according to this uh, this world, at the worst you're gonna have to do is shovel coal. But which like people have worse jobs yeah. in now. this world. Like, but there's also like an abundance of pentagrams. It's like, that's like, so everybody, strange. Everybody. So I, I read. I was guys... going to say, let's address the fact that Sammy Davis Jr. was a legit Satanist in the uh-huh. 70s. Yeah. After he was a Christian, after yeah. he was Jewish, yeah. joins the, the Church of Satan. Satan. Like the Anton LaVey Church yeah. of That's Satan. That's so insane. Yeah. But like, I don't know how much you know about the Church of Satan. Uh, I was a 16-year-old kid. I was like, yeah, I'm reading a fucking Satanic Bible That night, both worked at Barnes & Noble. We, <laughs> we, know we had a lot of downtime <laughs> to read. Uh... <laughs> It's basically just like don't hurt anybody and get high. Like literally, yeah. the rules of it are like do whatever feels good, it's do it, fucking, and don't dude. hurt other people. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Just it's fucking. just it's how unfuckable people get to fuck. It's like any other subculture. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. Right. It's like any subculture. It's like juggalos or fucking whatever it may be. It's how fucking you put huh. a bunch of people that would never like. Have you seen Anton Lavey? Yeah. Outside of a goth club or the Church of Satan, nobody's fucking that weird goateed fucking lunatic. He looks no. like a dude named Anton. LaVey. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, so, so, all right, let's set the premise. 1973, it's, they're in hell. Sammy Davis Jr. is on shovel, <laughs> on furnace detail, because he's a, he's a, he's a bit of a fuck up. For the last four, 1,400 years, years? Yeah, I think. Yeah, a long time. A long time. Um, but he also, here's what I find, uh, like, the worst part of being on for, furnace detail. He has to wear, like... A polyester disco suit. He has to wear like <laughs> he's got like a vest and a shirt. Something very flammable. Very right. flammable. Yeah. It's fucking polyester. That shit'll melt to your skin. Yeah, he's he's dressed like like, like a Cuban entertainer. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly right. Very odd. Uh, while shoveling uh, coal into the furnace that, appa- that apparently <laughs> that hell runs needs. hell. But apparently, he's also. <laughs> and also, where are they getting coal? 
<laughs> they get shipments from Virginia or something. I don't understand. But they're also like not so strict that he can't try to fuck the the secretary well, the whole time. It's, it's He's trying. Seventies yeah. man. Let's, yeah. be, let's not, be cool. It's like it's really lax. It's really lax. Hell. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's so funny is that like when I'm watching this this movie. One of the first lines in it is just like an like announcer going like for all new arrivals to hell please fill out yeah, yeah. and I was all like the what the fuck was, am I like, watching hell is very bureaucratic it yeah. reminded me of airplane like when they're in the airport <laughs> you know yeah 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 it reminded yeah, me yeah, of yeah, that yeah, yeah. and they're and we other we but it's also we're almost led to believe that the only people in hell are people that have sold their soul to the devil yeah, yeah. it's not like people just go to hell because they're fucked up. Except for maybe the criminals that we meet at one point, but we'll yeah, get to that, that in a minute. Was... I actually loved that scene immensely. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so let's set the premise. Uh, he works Furnace Detail. He really wants to get out of Furnace Detail and get up to, like, soul retrieval detail or whatever, where you get to go to the real world and you convince people to sell their souls. You sign the paperwork or whatever. And in this world, what happens is you sign a deal with the devil for your soul. You get se- excuse me, you get seven years to be awesome. You get to live the best life in the world, anything you want. And then after seven years, you got to die and go to hell. We're greeted initially with, one, the best funk music like yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. Di- like disco funk music awesome yeah. I fucking I was like please this and then they kind of stopped playing it a lot through the rest of the movie until very, like yeah. the end credits yeah. but I was very disappointed because that music was tight uh, and we see Jack uh, Jack Klugman the great Jack the, uh, Klugman yeah. the great Jack Klugman pre-fucked up throat because uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you know now he can't yeah. really talk that well yeah. um, and he's trying to throw a grappling hook onto the roof of this building. What I love is they're playing that music. So it feels very like legit 70s sort of action cop mm-hmm. movie sequence. So like he pulls up, he gets out, he's wearing his trench coat, it's dark, the music is playing, he gets the fucking uh, the, the grappling hook out of the trunk, which I just love anybody yeah. with a like, just, Where'd you get a grappling hook? It's not a thing. Anything with a grappling hook, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Like, yeah. I feel like you have to, have to make a grappling hook yourself. Because you can't just, where do you go to yeah. buy a grappling Anyway, so he throw, like, and it's all treated very seriously. Then the music cuts off, and the grappling hook that he threw up to the top falls off and breaks his windshield. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And it looks around, and it's just like long beat on that. And I was like, oh, this is a very kind of self-aware, like, meta show of, like, making fun of that. Be, like that beat felt very intentional in the way that the duck beat didn't in the previous show. This beat felt like oh they're making they're doing this on purpose. But they're only watching him because Sammy Davis Jr. had scouted this guy and so, oh, this guy's a hot prospect yeah. to want to sell his soul. Like he's yeah, just yeah. he's a piece of shit. He's just <laughs> they just paint him to be the like scum. Like he's sad desperate. Sack. He's very desperate. Like he's ready to die. And he has he's two. Ready to sell his soul. He has two grappling yeah. hooks. <laughs> that's both, that's well, one of the gags. Fairness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, that is definitely one of the gags. He does work at a department store. <laughs> as, as, the, as the accountant. Not, right. not as like on the accountant. Uh, junior accountant. Been <laughs> yeah. there, they make a point. Junior. He's been there 25 years. He's a junior years accountant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not only the, he's not like the accountant for the store. He's on a team of accountants. Like sure. that's, Totally for, the, for that one department. Store. Yeah. Um, so he has. So basically, he wants to. Yeah, he's trying to move up. Uh, he's made friends with this receptionist girl who goes and says, "Hey, we just saw that guy. That guy you said was a hot prospect. He's trying to like come watch this video. I don't know what that is. I don't know. But they're watching him on like a screen. And uh, Sammy Davis Jr. is like, "Oh, well, fuck. That's great because he's clearly not a thief. 
So if he's like resorting to this, then he's got to be really desperate. Yeah. And Lucifer tells you that desperate people are willing to sell their soul. Hell has like a middle manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this that guy, guy who's a real dick <laughs> for no reason. For no reason, he just doesn't like Sammy Davis Jr. And when Sammy Davis, hey, this guy, I've been scouting him. Let me go. Let me, let me go see Lucifer so I can talk him into letting me go up there. And he's like, no, come back to fucking furnace detail. Um, but it's just like the, the proximity. Guy. The proximity of furnace detail to like Lucifer's office is very small. I think like, it's the same floor. Yeah, as far as I can tell, he's like for somebody who's been cast aside, he's like right in the executive hallway. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's clearly he's right like there. Hell is yeah. hell is the size of like a strip mall, I guess, in yeah. this universe, which is very strange. <laughs> and also, but there's also this like very cavalier attitude about hell, where. Uh, if he like Tammy Davis Jr. at one point says, if he doesn't get somebody to sell their soul, he's going to be in all kinds of trouble. Yeah. You're already in hell, man. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like you're in all you're in all kinds of trouble. Like, is, is Lucifer going to put you in time I'm out? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's the like I've I've worked at grocery stores that have been more unpleasant than that. Oh, hell. for certain. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look half bad. The only gag is that at one point when he answers the phone, the phone is very hot. Yeah. yeah. He's like, ow! And he has to use like a... <laughs> exactly. He has to use like a, a handkerchief to hold it or whatever. Uh, but that seems about to be the worst thing. Nobody's even sweating. Not that bad. There's a lady sitting at a desk. Everybody's having a decent time. They're drinking sofas. Co- they're drinking coffee. coffee. There are multiple sofas. They're like, literally drinking coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a paisley print on this wall that comes apart. <laughs> at one point he tells Jack Klugman that it's like Miami except not as human. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. that sounds perfect. Uh, that middle manager, he goes, he's like, he's going to like stand up and go like, he gathers himself. He's going to go into Lucifer's office and, like, tell him, hey, I want to go get this guy. Right. And he plays, like, they, they play this, this Marx Brothers mirror game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until yeah. Sammy Davis Jr., like, outsmarts him by one step. And then he just lets him go. No. Yeah. Him, <laughs> the door just opens. Yeah, got me, kid. Got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Also, I just, at this point, I'm watching it, and I'm like, what is this show going to be? Yeah. Like, if this was going to, this is a pilot. So is this show we're rooting for... A satanic, like demon, I guess. Yeah. To so convince weird. a poor, sad guy to <laughs> sell his soul, and then we're going to do that every week. I don't understand the yeah, premise. It's odd. So, yeah. Uh, it, we get like a little change around, but like, so he eventually convinces Lucifer to let him go. Christopher to, Lee. Christopher who Lee, who is tremendous, fucking great, yeah. uh, legend. This is and he's great in it. He's uh, he may be the only guy playing it perfectly straight. Yeah, this is a really good cast. Sure, like, I was. Oh, no, I enjoyed everybody. Yes. Adam West is very funny. Adam West is in it, by the way. Yeah, Adam West. I feel like Adam West, the way he plays the character, it's almost like no one told him it was a comedy. And yeah, he was like yeah, playing yeah, it like yeah. he was trying to play it straight, but because he's Adam fucking West, he's just the weirdest person who's ever lived. <laughs> when you watch Beethoven, you can tell Charles Grodin is just channeling this version of that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that. Also, I like the idea that you just said when you watch Beethoven. Like, oh, you know next week when you're going to watch Beethoven again? I saw it in theaters. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I also want to address this before we get too far. Sammy Davis Jr. is a weird looking dude. Weird. Yeah, like, in the way that they don't make dudes like that anymore. Like, human beings have stopped looking like that. It's odd. He's got a like a square head. He's got like a very Frankenberry top of the head, <laughs> but then it's the chin is pointy. Yeah. 
and then like his eyes are kind of googly, and this is like he's it, Frankenberry, isn't he's, it? He's very Jesus, squared the off, whitest teeth I've ever oh, seen yeah. ever. Um, ever. A, a kind of crooked nose. How he became a megastar, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Uh, but here he is, yeah. uh, to the point where he's got a fucking. They're making trying to give him a TV show yeah. <laughs> about the devil. About the devil. Can you imagine this being on TV? Can you imagine? They make TV shows now about the devil. He's not the hero ever. Yeah. Like, no. He's never the good guy. No. Uh, on this one, straight up good guy. Uh, they, he does this thing where he uh, makes the devil horns and then he snaps at it and yeah. then he can disappear and reappear, like teleport. Uh, I feel like they had just figured out how to do that disappear reappear effect yeah because they are doing the <laughs> shit out of it it's like when they when that michael jackson black and white video come out and everything yeah they, yeah yeah they just figured morphing and now they're gonna morph every fucking yeah. thing and everything <laughs> and that's what i feel like this was because he there's a five minute sequence where jack Fluckman just asks him to do that a bunch like, so he just wants to see it and he loves doing he's like yeah, hammering yeah, up at one point peering under the table he peered under the table and like with his like, head in his hands yeah, and he's yeah, like hey there stud like, you're like what the fuck see your photo like <laughs> <laughs> Very odd. Uh, so we meet Jack Klugman, uh, who is a junior accountant. Junior accountant. Like 25 years for his uh, department store. He just had his 25 years. He didn't get a watch. He didn't get the promotion he was expecting. And at one point he says, I sell my soul to get even. And that's the cue for like, oh, he asked, go up there and get his soul. Uh he wakes up like he. The, the first thing you see is he's laying in bed <laughs> next to Jack Klugman. And Jack Klugman is just like staring <laughs> at him, and he's like, "I think you're in the wrong bed," which I enjoyed very much. That whole sequence I found very funny. Yeah, and like I feel like the dialogue was like real classic farce. Yeah, like seventies yeah. comedy writing, and it just it was it worked it for worked, me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I found it very. I I found myself liking both of these characters yeah. in a way that I shouldn't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. It's just weird. At that at that point, that exact scene is where like I think it really crosses over to oh this is this is like a comedy right you know, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah yeah that exact scene and it's it's so good yeah and he, so there's this whole sequence of him trying to convince him to sell his soul and he's like oh you don't understand like that's just an expression we say that all the time up here and I, you seem like a nice guy that whole thing of like you see like there's so much of like hell being just regular people yeah. that yeah. I enjoy where at one point uh, Sammy Davis Jr. says to the middle manager like if you just be so kind as to let me talk to Lucifer no one's gonna be so kind yeah. during hell yeah. but everyone's like oh okay, yeah well, I guess and when he when he tells him like uh, you seem like a nice guy he's like stop it he might be watching yeah 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 right? he, I can't let Lucifer hear I'm yeah. a nice guy yeah, yeah for sure yeah there is a very intense effort to sell to middle America that you know what it's about demons but they're nice demons yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> Uh, the overall premise of the sh- of the pilot becomes that Jack Klugman eventually, like, so Jack Klugman walks in on his wife getting kissed by Adam West. Oh God! And immediately turns around like, well, I'm gonna kill myself because what do I got to live for? Um, because, and to be fair to Adam West, his wife sending some fucking mixed signals. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, wef- the wife calls Adam West, who's his her husband's boss. They tell him that she wants to meet him without her husband. Uh, come to my place when the husband's gone. We have like important things to discuss or whatever. And Adam West is like, "Oh, she wants to bang." Time. Yeah. And so he uh, gives he gives, gives the guy yeah. work to do. He gives like, "Oh, you got to stay and do all these fucking books before Christmas Eve." Because by the way, it's also like December twenty third, yeah. um, which will factor in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So he gives him all this work to do so that he can go over to his apartment and bang his fucking wife. <laughs> and Adam West is like, just straight trying to get it in. He yeah. ain't fucking around. <laughs> no. Uh, we find out that she's like, oh, what are you doing? How ridiculous of you. I just wanted to talk to you about my husband's promotion or whatever the fuck. Which, why? That's not what, why? <laughs> can you, why you don't, if, if my wife did that to me, I would fucking divorce her in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine if that happened to you? You yeah. just oh, by the way, uh, the other day uh, your boss yeah. came over. Wait, why? Yeah. Why well, to chew him out of why you weren't fucking promoted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God! Yeah, like if my girlfriend came up here and shit on them for not headlining me <laughs> more often, be like well, you can't do that. Like, and and you're on the phone with the guy already. You couldn't just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just have the conversation. He doesn't need to beat. Yeah. Can you can you please come here the day before the biggest holiday in America? At 11 p.m. Yeah, well, my yeah. husband's gone. Uh, I, I do like Jack Klugman's choice of killing himself by laying down in front of one of the, the street cars. <laughs> yeah, because it's San Francisco, by the way. And he just like he just lays there to wait for it long enough that they can have this like another funny conversation. But he like balls his jacket it up, up like a pillow, them, right? <laughs> like if I'm dying, I'm gonna die comfortably. Right? <laughs> uh, yes, there's so many little beats like that in this show that like I genuinely enjoyed watching it. I yeah. thought it was very funny. Um, so the premise ends up being he wants to get revenge on Jack Klugman. He sells this, or Jack Klugman wants to get revenge on Adam West. He sells his soul, uh, and he tells him that I like I want you to steal uh, the whole department store. <laughs> I want you to steal every item from every floor of this four story department store tonight. That way, on Christmas Eve, when it's the busiest day of the year, the doors open. There'll be no nothing there. He'll be humiliated. Uh, so on and so forth. Now here's where I get weirded out. He convinces him to sell his soul by saying, "Hey, you can take your wife wherever you want to go. She can, like buy her furs, take her traveling, blah yeah. blah." Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, that'd be great." The wife you just walked in on cheating yeah. with your boss that you that forced you to want to kill yourself. Why do you want to help? I don't. That was a little weird. Also, why would the uh, the head of accounting? Get in trouble if everything got stolen from a department store. Like, <laughs> well, well, Adam West is the guy who runs the department store. So if like, yeah, but also why would everything get stolen? Like, yeah. why he? Why would he be responsible? How could he for possibly be in trouble for that? Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make it, it. I get that. However, it leads to a fairly funny bit of business where because uh, Sammy Davis Jr. is like, well, we can't do that. What are you talking about? Like, that's, in, that's impossible. And the deal, the the. The contract for his soul says if they don't deliver everything he asks for, then the contract's null and void. For yeah. seven years. For seven years of this. And that's when I go, oh, well, that's what the show's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be Sammy Davis Jr. trying to get a new soul every week. It's just going to be him doing Jack Klugman's bidding every week in another crazy harebrained scheme, uh, which is just where I was like, oh, man, this show was being really good about not being racist, and yeah. now you've just made him a slave yeah. out of nowhere. Just, <laughs> just the toy. You ever seen the toy? Yeah. Oh, yeah Jesus yeah. Christ. What's very odd about that Cocaine is that... Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is that when he's like, well, okay, I want, I want you to get rid of all this stuff in one night, and the the the, 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 de- the demon, who's empowered by Satan, right. is like, well, I can't do that. That's impossible. Like, what are his powers? He has vague, very well, vaguely... Defined- very clearly that Satan, or Lucifer, won't give him... Uh, any more powers than he has on uh, he can't take be powerful on earth so the only thing he can do is that disappear reappear act he even he says like I can do that demon. zip zip and that's about it yeah why would you ever sign with this guy it, it, it seems real like, yeah it seems like a manager that can't you could just pay a buddy to do the stuff that he does <laughs> uh, yeah but he doesn't he can't appear under a table kicking his feet like and look sly yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, true yeah, yeah. that's true <laughs> um, so I, this is I, I enjoyed this scene very much. Sammy Davis Jr. is like, well, I got to get advice on how to commit this heist because at this point I'm like, oh, it's going to be Ocean's Eleven. This I'm loving every turn this show takes. Yeah, 
Uh, he's like, I gotta get advice on how to fucking do this heist. So he's in hell. He's got access to the best criminals in the world. Hell yeah. So Al Capone and uh, like the, I don't know, the Scuggins gang or some fucking like yeah. famous outlaw gang. Uh, Blackbeard the pirate. Uh, uh, Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> that they all gather around this, this table and they go to, uh, he's like, so I need your help. Guys, I know you're all yelling over each other, but maybe we raise our hands. I just like all the, all those little bits, like everybody raise your hand, you'll get your turn. It's like, it's just funny. Yeah. And he tells, uh, he's like, Al Capone, what do you, uh, how, how do we do this? He goes, well, here's the thing I know. You smash through the door in a truck, a truck loaded with booze, and make sure you got two guys standing on the run on the on the running boards with choppers. And it's like, oh, that's such a brilliant turn because of course that's what Al Capone would tell you to do. That's just what crime was to him. And he's he's like, oh, well, fuck, that's not. It's really running, not going to help. Running booze. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, oh, that's not really. There's no white collar crime in the 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, that's not helpful. I can't. I can't really do that. And then he goes to like the fucking outlaw guys, and they're like, well, you just got to have family. I got my family, my brothers and I, because you got to trust your employees. So I suggest just do it with family. He's like, well, fuck, he's an only child. That's not going to help. Uh, they go to fucking Blackbeard, who tells them, like, you just got to, all it's about is hiding your loot. You gotta hide it on an island, I tell you. I've got I, it's this boot, there's treasure hidden all over this world or whatever the fuck. Uh, and then my favorite part is Bonnie's like, I actually don't have any advice, but I wrote a poem. It's your poem. It's just yeah. the shittiest, like, and everyone's like, oh, I don't want to hear a poem. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, that whole sequence I enjoyed. So and then, good. like, the secretary tells him, well, use it, mod- like, use that advice, but modern times. Like, he said choppers. Isn't chopper another word for helicopter? Maybe he used a helicopter and hide it on an island. Oh, well, Alca- San Francisco has an island, Alcatraz. That I was a little confused about. Because uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure Alcatraz was still up. Maybe not. At that, in the, the 70s? 70, 73? 73? I don't know. I'll say this. When they show the island, the lights are on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> so, There's delivering Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. the most cold-blooded killers yeah. in America. Um, so, yeah. So he figures <laughs> out to they're going to use a helicopter to get all the stuff to Alcatraz Island, hide the stuff there. Uh, I like the gag very much. Like they show up and there's like a hundred people and they're all moving and running yeah. passages and picking up stuff. And he's like, "Oh, it's your soul brothers. It's everybody in fucking San Francisco that has stolen that has sold their soul to the devil. They're there to help." Which is like, "Oh, that's a fun that's a fun twist. I didn't see that coming." Yeah. Uh, I didn't like him going like, "Oh, they're your soul brothers." Not that kind of. Yeah, soul. that was kind of odd. I was wondering if you were like, so close to not being racist. There's yeah. a couple of moments where they get racist and it's weird. Yeah, where like in the initial meeting where they're like, you could, uh, where he shows up in his apartment. He's like, you called for me. He's like, oh yeah. Every time I want to get robbed, I order out. Yeah, yeah. Which is a funny line, yeah. but also kind of racist. Like, what's weird about that scene is when he shows first shows up in the apartment. It's one thirty in the morning. The guy and his wife are, like, pretty cool about the fact there's this strange <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. imp inside their fucking apartment at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I also want to say that I'm glad we don't have to wear pajamas anymore. Oh, yeah. God. Looks, he's in, like, a suit. He's like, in a he's matching just, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like those tuxedo cops. Like, what, what's going on here? What's happened in the 70s? But the whole time this is going on, Christopher Lee and that middle manager guy are just, like, in hell. Right. Rooting... For him, Christopher Lee, it yeah. feels like he was like. I feel like Christopher Lee was rooting for Sammy Davis Jr. the whole time. He yeah. was, yeah. whereas the middle manager was definitely not. That's the Why whole wouldn't thing. He just put his foot down and be like, "Fuck you, shut up, I'm Rick. The, I'm the double. You know? <laughs> yeah, Rick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there is. <laughs> while they're not racist, they do have one of the ugliest 
problematic misogynist jokes yeah, I've yeah. ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, what <laughs> the uh, this was what stood out to me. I wrote it oh, down. Huge. Yeah. So he, oh. so Adam West shows up. So, all right, so they have. I can't, you know, I can't believe on, this. We'll get to it. Yeah, we got to get to it. We got to get to it, yeah, we we gotta, get to it yeah. appropriately. So, at, so uh, Sammy Davis Jr. shows him. Hey, I got all your soul brothers to help, and there's this very long sequence of people crisscrossing the street, and everybody's grabbing stuff, and they're all taking turns running it upstairs, loading it into a very small helicopter. Tiny. Tiny. A very tiny helicopter, like a two-seater. I don't understand how they moved all that shit. But whatever. They're helicoptering all this stuff to Alcatraz. They're going to hide it. plan's going to work. And the plan does work. They get everything out. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr., at one point, who's a nice guy, sees this gold watch, and he turns to Jack Klugman, and he's like, give me your hand. He puts the watch on him. He's like, this is for your 25 years of service, because Jack Klugman never got his watch. It's a nice little scene. Really hung up on that watch. Very hung up on that watch. But I guess that was like a thing that was, back yeah, in the yeah. day. Like you, got, you worked for 25 years, you got a gold watch. I remember when uh, Jay-Z did his like retirement bit, he retired, and I remember I was watching MTV. It was, like a, it, was, it was like a music video award thing or something, and then they gave him like... A watch yeah, yeah. for retiring, and I'm like, I don't think he needs a watch. No, I think no, he's got I think that he's got covered. Lots of lots watches. Of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got that. He's okay as far as that goes. Uh, Adam West shows up, sees the apartment. The department store has been emptied. There was a by the way, there was a gag I liked in the montage when I'm taking everything, where they have they've given the the security guard a knockout drugs. Yeah, so uh, so he's asleep. Like he'll sleep for hours. And then they ha- they take turns moving him off the bed onto the couch, yeah. steal the bed, move him from the couch to the floor, steal the couch. Then I think they steal him because what <laughs> – so what happens is eventually uh, uh, Jack Klugman realizes he feels terrible about this. All these people shopping for Christmas are going to show up here because it's the biggest apartment store in the city. And they're not going to have what they – they're not going to be able to buy the stuff they need for their loved ones. And then what if they can't get it anywhere else? And I feel shitty, so now I need you to put everything back before the store opens. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, if you don't – contract's broken you gotta do it so they all now have to take turns moving everything back and at one point they're coming down the stairs from the helicopter with the security guard in yeah. a chair and I'm like did you steal the security guard I don't get that move um, so Adam West shows up this is all leading to the worst problematic joke Adam West shows up sees everything's been emptied out goes to the police department they don't believe him how can anybody steal because they think he's drunk they think he's drunk because he was at some cocktail party with the owner of the store store, which uh, it doesn't really matter but uh, none of that's going to matter but they think he's drunk and when he shows up to the police department there's a very unattractive older woman at the counter already like (laughs) and he goes hey uh, help Uh, my store's been robbed and the guy's like you wait your turn he's like well what what I have to say is important and so is she. And then she's like, I was attacked by a man in the park tonight. And fucking Adam West goes, congratulations. Yeah. Which is what? already fucked up. Already? Like, that's bad. But wait. But it gets so much worse. So there's like two more lines of dialogue. And then she's and he says to the guy, I sure hope they catch him. And she's like, me too. I'd love to see him again. Yeah. And then leaves. And like, yeah, because she wants to fuck that rapist again. What the she's fuck? she's so ugly, she is lucky to have been raped. That is the point of that joke. It's, there is zero other way to take that joke. Yeah. It's the worst. That is some Compl- Skylark open mic <laughs> level a comedy. That's it a is straight Chud joke. Chud completely out of nowhere, too. <laughs> it doesn't fit it's into not like, anything no, else no. in this show. It's not like the show is kind of like belittling towards women or like yeah, out of yeah. nowhere. It's just like, oh, I got raped. <laughs> 
It's like, wait, 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 yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. They and then she's like, thank you. <laughs> also, I, they, I looked into this. They showed this initially on Valentine's Day. Oh, Can you Jesus. imagine seeing that on Valentine's Day? Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Insane. Wow. Uh, so they make it, so he gets everybody to put everything back in the store. Um, there's a fucking line that Adam West I don't understand where Adam West tells the guy, he's like, I'm not drunk. Trust me, watch. I'll blow up a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that line. And then they're like, all right, get him a balloon, Eddie. And then Eddie's like, no balloons. It's holiday season. I don't think Christmas is a big balloon holiday. (laughs) Also, like, I love that he's like, well, normally we'd have balloons at the police station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why? People can totally blow up balloons. That's not how breathalyzers work. Yeah. That's not, you, you could, know, hey, did no one's like, you've been drinking tonight, sir? No. Well, hold on. And then you start stretching a balloon out you, like they this. They could have given him a field sobriety make me, test. Yeah, yeah, make me a fucking crown or a sword <laughs> or something. No, that's not how that works. Uh, he has, Jack Klugman shows back up at the job the next day. Lo and behold, everyone's there to sing for he's a jolly good fellow. And they're like, you know, congratulations on your 25 years of service. Here's your gold watch. And he says, what are you talking about, my... My anniversary was a week ago. He says, well, that was when you were hired, but this is when you officially went on the payroll, and that's yeah. when we do it. So really, Jack Huckman's just kind of been a fucking entitled dick this whole time. Yeah. Where he's just like... Didn't get his fucking birthday wish, and now he's going to burn the store to the ground. <laughs> For a guy who's like an accountant, he's really bad with numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm still a junior accountant. Like uh, a piece of tells, shit. And he feels bad, and... Uh, He's like, oh, but you know, whatever, thanks, we got everything done. And he tells fucking uh, Sammy James Jr., like, oh, this is the next seven years is going to be great. Uh, I'm going to get it. It's like, uh, first off, we're going to mint coat for my, for my wife. And, the, and Sammy James Jr. says, like, oh, what, is she a 10 or a 12 size? She goes, oh, I don't know. He's like, oh, we'll get both just to be safe yeah. or whatever. It's going to be fun. And he says, yeah, you know, seven years, fine, and then I'll spend eternity with my wife. And Sammy James Jr. says, oh, no, like, she's going up. You're going, you're going down. They never, here's the thing I notice on the show. They never say hell once. They keep going down there, yeah, down below, huh. further south. They never say hell. Which Rape is jokes are cool. Rape but... jokes are fine, but not H E double hockey. No, no, oh, yeah, because no. there's that one, and when he when he meets him, and he's like, "Where are you from?" He says, "Down there." there. He's like, he's like you the mean Finkelstein's the... apartment? Yeah, 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 further down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they uh, don't. They don't say hell at they all. They never say. I hell. wonder if that's a thing in like in like the Church Probably, of Satan, no. where it's no. They say hell plenty. Yeah. I think it's more like. Standards and practices. You oh, just gotcha. couldn't say hell at the time. I'm yeah. assuming. One thing that was odd with the Church of Satan thing that I wrote down was that at one point when he initially agrees to like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be, you'll be my servant, or whatever. He's like, I wonder how I can contact him. And then he has this joke, oh, the Church of Satan downtown, they'll know. Yeah, so he goes yeah, to call yeah, them. Yeah. But if you notice, he doesn't. He does a couple numbers. He doesn't just do like operator. Yeah, yeah. He knows the Church of Satan's <laughs> phone number by heart. That is fucking weird. That's a little strange. Yeah, the show won't. I say, didn't even catch that, but that's it's very weird. odd. The show won't say hell, but they will have an, a rape joke just dropped. Yep, real hardcore rape joke. Man, you got to see it. Uh, <laughs> you got to. You honestly, well, what's what's so odd about this is that it's a comedy on TV with no laugh track. True. And it's it's that I don't think that really happened a lot then. Yeah, I don't know, but I kind of assume it wouldn't. So that is a it's kind of unsettling. It's a little strange because there's pentagrams <laughs> everywhere. No one's laughing. It's like <laughs> you imagine being in the crowd. But it's and clearly like, a jo- it's full of jokes. It's real. Punchy. It is. Yeah, it is. It's like punchy. Yeah, imagine, I, imagine being in the crowd and that applause sign <laughs> lights up this rape joke. Yeah. Uh, oh, standing you mean, ovation. Yeah, you mean going to see Tosh Point Oga tape? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help myself. So, here, so, so when he finds out that he's not going to be able to spend eternity with his wife, 
he's like, oh, I would have never signed that. I thought that's the whole reason I signed it. It's like me and my wife as an attorney. By the way, they have never addressed the her fucking Adam West thing. As far as he knows, she was cheating on him with well, that she, boss. She, she does it at the, at the very does. end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I must have missed that part. But then, like, also, like, it was made pretty clear that you're going to go to hell. Yeah. So you're, like, cool with having a good seven years and then you and your and wife. And then you dragging your wife to hell with you. Yeah, it seems a little selfish. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. yeah but he, that's a good point. He says, like, oh, yeah, I would have never fucking signed this if I didn't know, if I knew I wasn't going to be with my wife, blah, blah, blah. Sammy Davis Jr., being the good-hearted guy that he is, tells him, hey, wait a minute, look at your look at your wrist. And he's wearing the, the watch that he gave him. He says, oh, you got me. Breach of contract. So what are you talking about? He says, well, you told me to put everything back where it was, and I did, except for that watch. And he says, oh, awesome. Thank yeah. you very much. Like, oh, you're great. And now Lucifer shows up all mad. Uh, I, I like this scene. So now Jack Klugman can't see Lucifer, only fucking Sammy Davis can. And he's like, no, he's there in the chair. And then there's this great moment where Jack Cluckman walks over to, like, say, oh, hi, Mr. Lucifer, as he stands up to go talk to fucking <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. So, like, Sammy Davis Jr. and him are having, like, the real, like, what did you do? You're fucked yeah. up, blah, 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 conversation. And then Jack Cluckman is just in the back, like, Lucifer, it's nice to meet you. You're very famous. I just want to tell you, this is a heck of a guy. Like, he's just, yeah. like, talking yeah. to his chair, like, chair, like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then we find out that fucking, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. is a pretty good dude for a guy that works for Satan. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how he ended up in hell. You know, we don't know if he was, like, a demon or if he sold his soul or whatever. Huh. I don't think they ever addressed They don't that. really talk about it. Um, but now he's back to hell and he's back on furnace duty. And that's it. That's the end of the show. Yeah. The middle manager's like, shovel faster, bitch. And he's like, oh, why does it matter? I'll be here for, I'll be doing this for another 700 years. You won't make it 800? He's like, all right, fuck, I'll shovel faster. Uh, but then he, he like tosses the shovel. He, he's shoveling so fast he loses the shovel under the fire. Yeah, yeah. And then he gives him like a way bigger shovel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Why wouldn't you just do that from the get go? And then it cuts to a great song called "Ooh Devil," which is awesome. Yeah, uh, another great song to wrap up the show. It is odd that like the show just ends with him like, well, all right. Just back to being yeah, at the furnace yeah, yeah. stuff. It's like, well, I thought this was a pilot, so what's the show going to be about? You you digging coal? <laughs> 22 episodes? Yeah, yeah, it's just justified. It's just him and the I think what the show is going to be is every week he goes up. Like, and, I yeah. initially thought it was going to be he had to be fucking Klugman's yeah. uh, bitch or whatever, but clearly that's not it. I think it's going to be every week he would go up and fucking be too nice to steal another person's soul or whatever. I read something online where they were hoping to get like stars of the air to come in. Of course, it was going to be like a love boat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend you watch this show. I liked it. I I thought it was super funny. Um, I thought the cast was great. I just, I really enjoyed it in a way that like I don't enjoy most of the things I do for this television show. So, uh, (laughs) or for this podcast rather. So, yeah, I would say watch it. It seems like something if they made it today, it would... I feel like if they made it today, it wouldn't be as fun because it wouldn't have that camp... Yeah, that's true. Value to it, like did, I feel like they would make it too, like too. Not, it would be more of a dramedy if they did. Like it. on the yeah. CW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Just, As opposed to just being a flat out joke machine. Yeah. The show just was. the fact that it was a show about Satan on TV <laughs> in the <laughs> early seventies. Yeah. It's so like there's a charm about that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Pentagrams again. Pentagrams everywhere. 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 When it, when he first when they first showed it, I thought it was like the Austin Powers. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 symbol yeah, chain because yeah, yeah, there's like a yeah. thing on the bottom, and that's like, oh no, everybody's wearing a fucking pentagram. Yeah, like, uh, you guys got anything you want to plug? 
Uh, I do a show here in Austin the first month of the month at Spider House Ballroom called Shit's Golden. Go to that. Um, it's at 9 o'clock, first month of the month, and you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Pat Dean. Can you believe that? You got it? I got it, okay. finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also want to show at Spider House Ballroom, second, fourth Monday, called Bounce House. You must think uh, you're so great. Yep. I am Funny Brooks on Twitter. Airbrooks.com. Do all that shit. I, uh, I'm going to be in Winnipeg August 26th for the Odd Block Comedy Festival that whole weekend, so come check that out. Super fun. Todd Glass, Matt Bronger, Jackie Cation. It's a great lineup. Hell yeah. Um, in San Antonio, headline Blind Tiger, the s- Paper Tiger? Paper Tiger. The bigger one. Whatever yeah. one Paper Tiger, Paper, yeah. Paper Tiger. I'm doing that in the room. Uh, Paper Tiger on September 2nd, so come to that. Raul Sanchez is doing a set. Some other comics nice. going to be super fun. Awesome. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That also helps us do stuff like get advertisers, which are coming, hopefully. Uh, otherwise, get, we'll be back to vinyl next week. I think we're going to do my so-called life when vinyl wraps up. Oh. Time to go back to a heavy hitter. We haven't done one in a while, so we'll do that. And uh, we will see you next week. Peace. I love you. <laughs>